Well, as our folks are taking up the offering this morning, we are, as I say, we're going to launch into the first part of the message today, and it really does have to do with the celebration of looking back at this year. Now, you know as well as I do that this has been a transition year here at Graceland. We did a lot of things. There were a lot of good things that happened through this year. There are a lot of things that we struggled with through this year, right? It's been, life is always that way though, right? Life is always the transition. Life is always trying to figure out what's next, what's going to happen, how's this going to work. Uh, life is just that. It's transitional moments for us. And so as a church, we've walked through some of those transitions over this past several months, right? Even the fact that I'm here speaking as your lead pastor uh, recognizes for us that we have walked through transition, and we look back over this past year, and we look back to last year, uh, we look back to the winter, and we look back to Easter, we look back to explosion, we look back to God and Country Day, and man, we, we just see that there were so many things happening around us, so many good things that God was doing in our midst, and we're thankful for that. So, so as we gather today, as we gather at the close of 2018, we want to remember what the Father has done for us in recent days, because he has been good to us to allow us to walk through, through so many things, and that's important for us. It's important for us to remember. You know, when you, when you get into the car, your car, and you, and you look in, we got a new car recently, and um, we never had a car with a backup camera before, right? Because all oh, our cars have been kind of old, and, and you have this backup camera, right, in, in the car. So now you, you can see you can see what you're backing into, <laughs> you know, as you back into it. You can, just, you can recognize it. Uh, you step, oh, okay, that was a car back there. You see it, okay. So, but a backup camera really just shows you what's behind you, right? That's all you see is just a portion of that. Now, this car that we have, when it rains, you can't even see because some, so for some reason the water gets on the camera and you know, it's really even hard to see what's behind you when you're backing up. But you also have the, the side mirrors, right, that give you uh, the side view of what's going on on one side and the side view of what's going on on the other side. And of course, the rear view mirror, which is about that big, which kind of allows you to see what's coming at you from behind. So. All that to say that when you, when you have those mirrors on your car, you get different perspectives of what's behind you, where, where things have been. And that's true in our lives. You know, when we look back, we have complete different perspective on what has happened around us. Now, sometimes in our life, as we walk through the difficult days of our life, and all of us walk through those, those difficult days may be illnesses in our family, they may be struggles of marriage in our family. Uh, they may be financial difficulties in our family. They may be related to our children or our grandchildren or our parents. So there, there are all these difficult things that are behind us. And, and oftentimes looking at them through the back window, being able to see what's happened in the year behind us really does help us, really allows us to get a, a better view of those. Now, one of the things that we often say is like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So, so you look behind you and you say, oh yeah, I get that. I understand that. I watch that happen. But truthfully, when we're walking through it, it doesn't seem that way. It's different for us. It's harder. It's, it's, it's hard for us to walk through the middle of things as we go through them. Well, as we look back to 2018 as a church and we see the transitions, we begin to say, well, we know that God was at work in those. Now, a scripture that I want to use this morning I'm going to use just three or four actually today. But the first one I want to use is in uh, Isaiah 46 in verse 9 of Isaiah 46. 
Isaiah makes this statement. He says, remember this and stand firm. Now, I think that's a, a very good focus for us. Because when we look back and we see transition, and you see transition in your family, and you see transition in your life, Isaiah's word of being able to stand firm, he was talking to, to Israel at this moment who were going through so many difficulties as a nation, but he was saying to them, you need to stand firm as you look back. Why, why would he tell us in verse eight, remember this and stand firm? And he goes on to say, remember the former things of old. So what he, is, what he is trying to do for Israel is bring up for them how God has been involved with their life. Matter of fact, he goes on to say at the end of verse nine, for I am God and there is no other, I am God and there is none like me. Now that is an amazing text that he gives us in that passage because he helps us to understand that when we're looking back at all the things that have happened behind us, when we're looking through the rearview mirror, when we only see a portion of those things that, have, that are behind us, the understanding that God tells us in the passage that there is none like him, that he is at work, there are the former things that, that are behind us, we remember those, we think about them, we meditate on them because they are, they're important in shaping our lives. They're important in shaping the life of the church. They're important to shaping our family's life. All those things shape us into being what God is desiring for us to be in, as disciples, as growing in character of who he is. And so we begin to celebrate this word that I call the word of the gospel because the, the gospel is the good news of Christ, right? That's the good news of what Christ has done for us on the cross in paying the penalty for our sin, being raised from the dead so that we might have life. And so with all the things that are going on around us, we get to look back and see the word of the gospel inside of our life. And Isaiah speaks that word of the gospel because he says, I am God and there is none like me. That's how he, that's how he ends verse nine. There is none like me. He has the God who has provided for us salvation, that we're able to look back in our lives, at least I hope you are today. I would pray that you are able to look back in your life and see that moment of transformation, that moment of change that happened in your life because of the gospel, because of Jesus, who's made the difference in your life, who does everything for us. And so we celebrate 2018, we celebrate all the things that are good, and really all the things that are difficult. We celebrate those because we know inside those, God is at work and God has given us this promise that we're able to remember these things and we're able to stand firm in those, remembering the things that have gone on behind us because he is our God and there is none like him. Now in Psalm 143, he gives us, uh, the Psalmist David gives us a view of that also helping us to do the same thing. Remember where we have come from. Remember the gospel inside our life. In Psalm 143, verse five, he says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. See, as, as followers of Christ, we began to recognize that the word of the gospel is, is real in our lives. And so we live out the word of the gospel. The psalmist tells us that he ponders on the work of his hands. So I would say not only as believers and as a church do we live out the words of the gospel, but we also live out the work of the gospel. 
And so we begin to think about the work that Christ has done for us, and the psalmist was alluding to that. He was pushing forward into the very fact of what Christ was going to do and what God had already done in creating and sustaining all things for us so that we might have life. But inside that, we have to see that the work of the gospel, the work of what happens in reaching people and caring for people, and we'll talk about that in just a few moments, but the understanding that the work of the gospel does change everything for us. And so the psalmist writes that very clearly. I remember the days of old. I meditate on that you have done, on all the things that you have done. Now, I'll just ask you for a moment to do that. In your mind, think back over 2018. Think back over the things that have happened that have been both positive and negative, both good and bad, both things that encourage you and things that discourage you. And in the middle of that, begin to remember those things that God has done and ponder, that's what he says, to to meditate on those things, so that in the middle of those, you see God at work. Now, sometimes that may be difficult, There are hard things that happens in our life and we don't understand them. We don't realize why these things happen. And and truthfully, we have to be honest, uh, sometimes they're because of sin in our lives. They're because of things of disobedience in our lives and, and sometimes sin in the lives of other people and disobedience in the lives of other people that cause conflict and discouragement and heartache and all those things happen that are around us. But in the middle of that, we begin to say, how does God work in those? How does God work in that in order to shape my character to be like him? How does God work inside that to to shape what I do so that my works of the gospel may be more about what he wants and what he is doing than about what I want and what I'm doing? Maybe he begins to shape our character and the things about us, our integrity, our honesty, the fact that we're caring for people in a different kind of way because of what he has done in our lives. And, and, and the psalmist is helping us to understand that, that the work of the gospel that he has already done for us in Christ then begins to come out in our lives as we reflect, as we look back, as we meditate, as we think on those things. Sometimes that's hard for us to do because they're unpleasant thoughts. They're not things that we want to think about. Yet the question is, how does God use those in our life to move us closer to him. In a few moments, we're going to sing again. And after we sing, we'll come back and we'll look at some other scripture. And at the end of our service today, we really are going to have a, a, a call to prayer. A call of being able to say, God, we want to come and we want to just offer our lives anew for a new year. Remembering what you have done in the past, but looking forward to what you are doing in the future. This verse Psalm 143, 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. done. I ponder the works of your hands. We begin to recognize that the power of God is at work in a great way through the life of the church and through our lives, through the word of the gospel and the work of the gospel that changes everything for us, that changes everything for our neighbors, for the generations around us, and for the nations that are before us. He is such a good, good father. You know, a lot of times people will ask, Pastor, what, what are the plans for the future? And what's God, what's God what's, what are you seeing? And what's going to happen? And one of the things that I, I struggle with, quite honestly, is being able to say, I, I don't really know those plans. 
I mean, I've got some ideas of what, what the church might do, and I've got some ideas of what you might put on a calendar, and I've got some ideas of what we might do as, as a staff. Uh, but at the same time, I really want God to show up. I mean, our, our heart and passion is, God, what do you want to do? How do we bring ourselves to that place where we say, God, this is your church. You are the leader of the church. You have an idea of what you want the church to be far more than we do. And so, Lord, how do, we, how do we surrender ourselves to you as a church to simply say, we want to get out of the way, Lord, because we want to see what you want to do. Yes, we want to work hard. Yes, we want to do the things that we can do. Yes, we want to spend time in God's word and prayer and all those things that, that come about. But God, ultimately, it's what you want to do, right? It's how you want to work. It's how you want to show up. Because I'm telling you, we can do church and we can come in every Sunday and we can do all the things that we do on Sunday. But if the Spirit if God doesn't show up, we're, we're done. I mean, it doesn't matter. At, at that point, it just doesn't matter. All we're doing is coming in and doing what we do to play some kind of game of being in church. But it's only when the Spirit of God shows up and God is able to do something new and fresh in our lives that changes everything. When I go back just a couple of months ago and I began praying when, when the elders said, we want you to consider being lead pastor, I, I'd really been working through uh, Isaiah and that's why it's so fresh as, as I read it. I keep going back and back to it. And, and I was asking God, God, show me. Give me a word from you, a word. I really, I, you know, I can come up with my own ideas, but I've got to have a word from you. And, and God really brought me to Isaiah chapter 43. And if you have your Bible with you, your Old Testament uh, phone, iPad, whatever, uh, in, in Isaiah 43, God gave me the word. I'd been, I'd been reading Isaiah, and I'd been looking at what, what he was saying. And I, I, was, I was looking at it from a, a church perspective. And I, I wasn't really even thinking uh, from the standpoint of being lead pastor at Graceland. I, I was saying, God, what do you want to do in our midst? What do, you, what do you want to do, Lord? Because you tell us in the first part of Isaiah 43 that, well, like I'll read this passage in verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you through the rivers. They shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame, sh the flame shall not consume you. And I read that passage over and over, and I thought, God, you, you are amazing. You, are, you, you have got so much planned for our lives. There are so many things you want to do in our midst, and you are the one who's doing those. How do I yield myself to that? And that was before I even began processing and thinking and praying about uh, the role of lead pastor of this church. But as I began to pray about that, the Lord brought me back to, to Isaiah 43, and he really brought me to these verses in verse 18 and 19. And these verses say, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Man, that is a great question. And so I, I dealt with that question. I was dealing with what he has to say. And then he goes on to say, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I began to say, Lord, what, what does the future look like? What does it look like for us to be able to say, we want to yield to you. We want to surrender to you. We want to bring ourselves to this new thing that you're doing. Can I stand here today and tell you that, that I know what this new thing is? No, I don't. I know the new thing for my life was a new role that God has me in for this moment in time. But for a new thing for your life, a new thing for our church, a new thing for what God wants to do in the days ahead, 
a new thing that would have related to, to Nate being on our staff and, and, and other things happening. Around. Those, are, those are things that God says, I'm with you with. Matter of fact, he, he earlier, man, this, this whole passage is so good in verse 14. Thus says the Lord God, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That's who he is. He is the Holy One of Israel. And our role in 2019 really would be bring ourselves under the Holy One of Israel. Now, I know that plays out in lots of ways. I know it does lots of things that we get to ask. Matter of fact, the last part of verse, uh, at the middle of verse 19, where he says, do you not perceive it? And, and I ask that question, do I perceive what God is doing? Do I perceive what God wants to do in my life? And I would ask you that same question. Do, do you perceive that? Do you perceive in your life that, that God wants you in his word? Man, there, there's nothing that's going to sustain you or help you to see God or help you to come under the holiness of God other than being in the Word of God. And I don't mean just casually picking it up and opening. We were, we were laughing about that yesterday, just picking it up and, and opening and say, well, I'm going to read here today, uh, and I'm going to see what it says to me today because this is where I turn to and God may bless this. He may do that occasionally, but most of the time it's when we're systematically in God's Word when we're looking at God's word in, in a rhythm, in a way that says, Lord, I want to hear from you today. I want to I see what your word says as it speaks into my life. So God's word in your life becomes one of those things that, that, that windshield opens up. You're able to see what is before you by being in God's word. When you walk through difficult days, when you walk through the struggles of life, that's what he tells us early in this passage. When you, when you feel like you're being overcome by the waters of life, I'm with you. When you're going through the fire, you're not going to be consumed. Man, that is, that is a strong word for us. Where does that come from except from the word of God in our lives? Now, that may not be for you. That may be for your family. That may be for your neighbor. That may be for someone else. And you may read the word one day and you may say, oh, this word today didn't speak to me at all. And then you get to work or you get to school and all of a sudden there's somebody who needs that word, and they need to hear that word, and, and it's fresh on your lips. So, so as we are, we're beginning to say, Lord, what, is these, what are these spiritual resolutions that we need to make? What are those things that get us into your word? The other part of that, of course, is prayer. How I'm communicating with God. How I'm opening up myself to see what he wants to do in the days ahead. In our church, yeah, we're a part of the body, and that's so important to us. But you, you, you're the most important. How you hear from God, what God says to you, how, how you spend your life being open to the Spirit of God. And that's what I'm going to call us to right now. I'm going to call us as a church to a time of prayer where we're praying, God, bring us to the place where we're just surrendering to you, just bringing our lives before you so that we might hear from you. In Philippians he tells us in the, fourth, the third chapter, the 12th verse, uh, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 13 of chapter three of Philippians. That helps us to know that our purpose is to press on. I don't know what you've gone through in 2018, I don't know how God has shown himself to you, but as we look forward to 2019, I think God wants to do a new work in your life. And it starts by our lives being surrendered to him.